I'm Kristen Hetzel, vacation planner, world traveler, Disney foodie, and theme park fan. I'm Al John Go. I'm the husband who's also Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel Comics fan. And together, we host a Disney List podcast. Every week, you'll hear us list our favorite things about Disney theme parks, films, shows, travel, Marvel, and Star Wars in a top 10 list, rankings, and more. That's an impressive list. Subscribe to the Disney List podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. You can even stream us on Source Radio at srsounds.com and check out our live shows on Facebook, the Disney List podcast. Visit thedisneylist.com. I'm Al John Go, co-host of the Disney List podcast as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock podcast here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times so they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next disney cruise disney park trip adventures by disney they can contact me at theme parks and cruises at gmail.com dining at disney podcast available everywhere you get podcasts alexa play dining at disney podcast Getting Dining at Disney Podcast from Amazon Music. The Dining at Disney Podcast. The Dining at Disney Podcast. You'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you want to really explore the Disney parks. Let's do this thing! The Dining at Disney Podcast with your hosts, Kristen, Bubba, and Kat. The Dining at Disney Podcast. I'm Kristen, and with me tonight is Kat. Unfortunately, Bubba can't join us. He's having some car issues. Hopefully those get resolved because that is never fun. Mm -hmm. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and click the notification bell so you know when we share new content. Kat, how are you doing this evening? It is hot here in Burbank, but I'm doing great. How are you? Hot and humid here, too. But other than that, other than that, I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to our discussion uh, tonight, our our list of the weirdest food items that you can enjoy at the Disney parks. And you think, what weird items? Oh, there are some weird items out there. One or two. One or two. <laughs> and there's some that I think people consider weird that... We may not. So I may mention a couple of of those that people may think are weird. I agree. I agree. I feel like the the weird threshold definitely fluctuates depending on where you live. Depending on where you live. And I kind of think when it comes to weird when it comes to meat, people think of your your typical things, you know. So some things that we may list as weird, especially if you are international, will probably seem pretty normal. But in the U.S., it's yep. it's weird. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so we've got some news. I know you've got a few things to mention. I'll let you get started, Kat. Okay, so Lamplight Lounge which we all know if you're if you've been listening to the show is not my favorite but they will be having brunch 
or they have added brunch back to the menu and they will be adding another dining experience called Lamplight Lounge Boardwalk Dining. Uh, this will enjoy you, allow you to enjoy dining. I cannot read. Wow. Okay. This will <laughs> allow you to enjoy patio dining at Lamplight Lounge with a new menu. The menu, however, will feature select signature Lamplight Lounge items. So it's walkable only, no reservations, which is unusual for right now. So if you want to yeah. go, you've got to plan ahead. And the experience will open on June 24th. Um, this does not have those additional menu items on yet. So as soon as we get those, which I'm sure will be in the next couple of days, we'll share them with you guys maybe next week, which I think is next Thursday is the 24th, which is the date that this opens. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what it's going to be about or what they're going to feature, but we love a new dining experience, especially at DCA where there's not a lot to be had right now. So, yeah, because they're pretty much every, there's so many counter service options. Yeah. And not as many table service there. True. True. Definitely true. So for one of my stories that I have is that, for those of you that enjoy food and wine season at Walt Disney World, uh, annually over at Swan and Dolphin, they do the Food and Wine Classic, which I've done numerous times. It's one of my favorite events to go to because you pay you can pay one price and it's unlimited food and drink. And there's music, uh, uh, chef. Todd English is there. So if you're a fan of his, you can meet him in person, which is pretty cool. Um, but this year it will be coming back for the 12th year. And so mark your calendars, October 29th and the 30th. And it will be from 5.30 to 9 p.m. Both days. They will have uh, event only tickets as well as event ticket and room package options available too. So I'm excited that that is coming back. It looks, it, I'm disappointed because it's two days before I get there, which is annoying. But <laughs> I think it, I, every year they always have good stuff. And I think it's going to be cool this year too. No menus yet, it looks like, but. Shula's always does yeah. one of their famous steaks. And that's I'm always sure. good. Uh, the desserts that they do uh, are really unique every time. And they're always really good. Anything from very sweet to just slightly sweet. So I, cool. I like the fact that there's always something for anybody when it comes to that event. Cool. Lots to drink too. Definitely. And <laughs> It looks like, how, did you say how much tickets were? Um, no, I don't know that they've got that posted yet. Oh, here we go. $165 per person. So that means it's cheaper than the boobash. I would go to this. <laughs> Definitely. It's, it's, it's well worth, it's well worth yeah. it. Yeah. Whether you try and eat your weight or drink your weight in it, it's worth it. Just make <laughs> sure that if you are local, use Uber. Don't, don't, don't even Thank think you. about driving because make you just won't make it home. Oh man. Oh, oh boy. All right. <laughs> Did you want to talk about the foodie guide before I talk about the bacon I, or? Sure. Yeah. So they do have updates 
for the dining guide over at Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. And as of today, over in Disneyland, what is now open is the the Tiki Juice Bar, Rancho de Zocalo, which is one of our favorites, Alien Pizza Planet, Oga's Cantina, Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo, and then opening next Thursday on June 24th is Maurice's Treats and um, Edelweiss Snacks. And a lot of these places have mobile order available, so that's always something to take advantage of. And then if you head her over to DCA, uh, Wine Country, Trattoria, um, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Mendocino? Mendocino. Terrace. Again, I'm not Italian. So. <laughs> um, Bayside Brews. Those all open today. And then next Thursday is Lamplight Lounge, like Kat mentioned. Uh, Jack Jack Cookie Num Nums. Cozy Cone Motel. And then on July 9th is the Lamplight Lounge Brunch. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the brunch. Well, that's well. exciting. So lots of places now open that weren't open before or will be open next week. And it's so nice had, to see things moving forward. Yeah, it's it's good. You know, um, when we were there for the opening day of Marvel Avengers Campus, um, we got there kind of early and there weren't very many places open even at the top of the day to get food or drinks. Um, not to like rehash my triggering memories of that day, but um, I think a, another brunch, another breakfast selection over there is definitely a plus because, you know, people are getting there early to go to Avengers. They're getting there early to try yeah. and get their Rise of Resistance passes. Breakfast, most important meal of the day. That's what they keep telling me. So, <laughs> but also um, relating to Disneyland, they just released a new travel deal. And so you can save up to 25% off on select Disneyland resorts staying July 5th through October 2nd and you have until September 16th to make those bookings. So cool. Cool. that's exciting. Hopefully my mother's watching this because she's supposed to come and visit in that like window. So nice. We'll see. We'll see. All right. What else? Okay. So today we're talking about weird foods Mm -hmm. and extreme foods is my like wide interpretation of this, but I, I think this is a good way to start it off. Bacon of Doom is back at Jock Lindsay's at Disney Springs. Uh, Bacon of Doom, it was Temple of Bacon previously. Um, It's thick cut bacon dipped in milk chocolate and chipotle ganache straight from the ganachery, also at Disney Springs. And it's served in a, a cloche with smoke and a, a smoked cocktail. So you can either have the trusty revolver or the snake bite margarita. I'm pretty sure that their trusty revolver is like an old fashioned. Correct me if okay. I'm wrong. And it comes out with like a show. They do the whole Kalima thing from Indiana Jones. It looks completely <laughs> ridiculous. Shakti Day. Thank you, Al John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks completely ridiculous. And I 100% if I had been, if I was there right now, I'd want to go and try it. It's available through September 6th, uh, Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar at Disney Springs. Um, bacon, chocolate, whiskey, or tequila. I, I mean, they just check it's all the boxes. It's not cheap, though. It's, yeah, not, it's cheap. not cheap. It's not cheap. 
$32. But it comes with, it's enough cocktails for two people and it looks like six pieces of bacon. I bet that's pretty so, good though. If you're sharing it, if you're on your own a lot, if you're sharing it with someone else, it's still expensive, but more reasonable. <laughs> I uh, have a feeling this would be really cool to, to try. I, I've always wanted one of those smoking guns for doing things like that. I, um, Years ago, Top Chef had done where you could pay like a subscription fee and take their, you had one year to take all their online classes. Yeah. And so I went through the whole, you know, paid a hundred bucks, went through the whole thing. And that was like the promo price. They were doing some kind of promotion at the time. And I was like, oh, that's not bad. Like I printed out every single recipe. I took notes for everything. Like it had all kinds of cool ways to do things, including like smoking food. But I've got like two binders that are each a good like inch and a half thick binders filled with like notes and recipes. Amazing. But one of the things was the smoking gun. They had stuff they were doing with that. And I was like, oh, I need, I so well, I need one of those. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Al John, take notes. Kristen wants a smoking gun for Christmas. You got yes. it. You got it. We'll, we'll do it. It's part of the part of the experience. We'll do it. I love it. There's a place here in LA called the Green Room. Um, it's in Burbank. It's at. It's like a secret, secret bar at Castaway in Burbank, and they serve a cocktail that they. It's also like the same thing with the smoking and the, the chanting and like monkey brains and things. So that's what this reminded me of. I was like, I love a drink. That comes with a show. Perfect. Yes. It's so Disney. It's so spot on. I just, I, it's outrageous. It's outrageous and weird. So yeah. And there's definitely a handful of outrageous and weird at Disney. Definitely. Definitely. You know, this topic came to my mind because last week we were talking about doing the kitchen sink when Bubba goes to Disney for the first time. I'm really upset that he's not here. Cause like, I wanted to talk to him about this, but when you were talking about the kitchen sink, I was like, gosh, there's some like, weird thing at Disney to try that you couldn't oh, try yeah. like anywhere anywhere else like locally obviously but you know what is your what do you want to start what's your like tops so I, I started a little list you do. and one of the first things that came to my mind was something and it may have been last week but it was recently on a show we talked about this and it was over at Sebastian's Bistro yes, at yes. Disney's Caribbean Beach. And it is their goat curry. Mm-hmm. And I think it was last week we talked about it. Yeah. But that's one of the first things that comes to my mind because American menus, typically you're going to see your fish, beef, chicken, and pork. Yeah. And then once you get outside that you have probably and your next thing that you may see on a menu is like lamb. That's going to be probably the next tier of the most common things. Then after that, you get to things that you don't usually see on menus and you may have gone, you know, 40 years and have never seen it on a menu. And then you can see it on a menu at Disney and goat is one of them. And I know that's, that's a very common thing to eat at many other places around the world. It's, you know, no different to them than having beef on the menu. Yes. I don't, like I said, I don't do goat, but I will tell you that I did do the vegetarian version of that with all the veggies and that was really good. So um, if you like goat, 
or you want something unique, that is definitely one of those kind of weird menu items at Disney. Definitely. And, you know, here in L.A., people, goat is, is pretty popular. There's so many different cuisines that feature goat as like a main staple uh, protein. So seeing it on the menu, at, even at Sebastian's, is so unique and I think definitely very inclusive. So it, even though it's a little like strange to hear it. Yeah. Or when you're looking at it, expecting to see like chicken nuggets and french fries. I think it's great. I think it's great. I don't know that I try it there, but I've had goat many times here. So I, 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 you know, it could be great. It could be great. I'm sure it is. And I've heard it is really good, but I'll stick to the vegetarian version. (laughs) (laughs) So what else do you have on, on your list? Okay. So since we're talking about proteins, I started my list with the whole fried fish at Tiffin's. Um, Whole fried fish is definitely something that I see here in LA a lot. It's very popular in Thai and other Asian cuisines. Um, but seeing it on one, sometimes two menus at Disney is is so wonderful to me. I love whole fried fish. Um, if you've not had it, I recommend it. It's usually they've almost always they've taken the scales off and it just falls apart and it's delicious. Yeah. And wonderful and you have to get over that it's looking back at you. It's not the most pita-friendly uh, dish, but, you know, it's it's really good. And I do believe that it's more environmentally friendly to eat the whole fish, to, to have everything in front of you. I know some restaurants, if you ask them, you know, you want the whole fish, but you don't want to see the head, you can ask them, like, when you serve it, can you bring it to me? Like, just cut off the head so I don't see that. And a lot of places will do that. Um, and I only know that because I've been with people who were freaked out by seeing the head. Yeah. And I thought of that because I know I know that there's a few restaurants at Walt Disney World that offer it. Yeah. And I was like, I think Chico, yeah, Chico is one of them because I've had it at yep. Chico. And I just so, remember thinking about that and going, but is that... Is that weird? Like, to me, it doesn't seem so weird, but I'm like, maybe it is weird. And so I didn't put it on my list, but it had crossed my mind. And then I was like, no, maybe that's not all that weird. I don't find it that weird, but maybe other people like, so that it was kind of like one of those things that went on my head. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, it's not something like if you go to a nice steakhouse, a stereotypically nice steakhouse anyways, like a chain, like, I don't know, Morton's or or Shula's even, you're not going to see whole fried fish on very many menus because it is labor intensive to cook fish that way. It's, you know, so I just think it's, it's not so much weird as it is unusual, I guess, not the typical preparation of fish, but still delicious. I recommend it. Tiffin's uh, isn't gluten-free anymore, but when it was, it was really good. And the one that they used to have on the Skipper Canteen menu was really good. I hope they bring that back. Yeah. I know Jico had one. And the only thing I got tired of was like trying to eat around the bones. And that was the only thing that like I got tired of eating. And that was like at the moment to eat it by yourself at times. It's like, it's too much work. <laughs> we had it at cat. We, and I was we, just, we had it at cat or we had it at cat, uh, cat's restaurant, cat, uh, cat Cora's restaurant, the Branzino. Oh, I did have. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Try the Branzino. Of course. Yes. That's a, that, that's an Italian thing. Cat. 
So, uh, Branzino is Italian, yes. You know, you gotta, you can't go into a real Italian restaurant without having the Branzino. I'm not sure they're serving Branzino at like the Olive Garden, though. So, uh, well, that's not a real Italian restaurant, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> not typical, that's for sure. That it's not even good Italian. No, definitely not. Wow. Uh, let's see. Now, I have, th- I'm going to mention this. Yeah. Because I don't. To some people, it may be weird. So this one, I'm going to kind of just briefly mention this dish. And it's yeah. from Morimoto. And it's the Peking duck ramen that they have. But I think for some people, Peking duck may be on the weird list. I Not find it more to be along know. the lines of like where you would find lamb, like that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but they also do a whole Peking duck there, too. I've heard it's excellent. Haven't tried it. I just, I can't bring myself to eat one of Donald's relatives. So, love you, Kristen. Oh my God. Uh, my brother loves duck. They had duck at uh, Takumi Te. Wasn't a whole duck, but was duck. Yes. I think, I think peking duck, whole peking duck is an art. It's an art form. Slicing it, those specific ways to get the specific number of slices and preparing it the way that they prepare it. I don't know anything about cooking. So this is just me riffing, but um, I do agree that Peking duck is not something that everyone has access to. It's not something, it's not weird in the way that it's like gross. It's weird in the way that like, I couldn't go out to every restaurant and order it. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with um, whole fried fish. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Something that you just don't, you don't see on the majority of menus in America. Exactly. 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 Um, What else? Um, I also had black ant salt from Cava del Tequila. Uh Um, Again, popular in uh, some Latin American cultures. And I think it's delicious it's one of those things that it's definitely not something that adds a lot of flavor because it's already salty but definitely adds a lot of of character to a drink there you go um there's three drinks right now at kava that have black ant salt rims one is the wild one that has the rocks terramana blanca tequila i haven't had that one i want to try that one though when i go next uh the pina loca and the Dragones Top Shelf Margarita. So lots of ways to try it. It's one of those things where like, if you're hesitant about it or it makes you a little uncomfortable, they'll let you try it beforehand. All you have to do is ask. Yeah, I'm... Mm, one of the things on my list also came from, from there. Uh, yeah. And it is the Mezcal Shots. Mm-hmm. Now they serve it now where you can get a grasshopper. Yep. But... In the past, and if you ask and the employees haven't already eaten it, you can get the mezcal with the scorpion. Mm-hmm. And to me, eating bugs is just not something we do in our country. You know, it happens in many parts of the world, especially places Absolutely. where, you know, there isn't a lot of money or it's a very rural kind of areas that you find I mean, like in Asia, you can go to those markets and they have, they're all still alive, like crawling around. Um, I don't want to ever see that because I don't like bugs. <laughs> and if I see a roach crawling, I, I do scream like a girl because um, spiders, I have 
I have touched a tarantula. Like I'm not afraid of spiders. Not that I want them crawling on me, but I'm not afraid of them. Sure. But a lot of other, like any kind of beetly bugs, the like crunchy bugs, you know, yeah. like if you see, oh no, um, I don't like them. They scurry too fast. And uh, I can't, everyone's afraid of bugs. If, if you watch, like I found out in the movie Creep Show, yeah. the scene with them, those were real. And I'm like, I think I would have died of a heart attack there because I just, I couldn't. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I actually probably would have had a severe allergic reaction because I'm allergic to them on top of that. So <laughs> that gives me a good excuse to stay away from them. Definitely, um, definitely. But yeah, see, I just think about it like starting to scratch myself and like feel like I'm itching. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't like creepy uh, crawlies. But Aljon ate the scorpion. He's done the yeah. scorpion. He's done the he's done the worm. I've told my I don't want anything to do with it. And he said it was chewy. Yeah. I'm like, mm, no. I don't remember what year it was. I think it was maybe 2017 or 28. Whatever your box trolls came out deep cut box rolls but um whatever your box rolls came out at comic-con that year they had a truck and at that truck they were serving bugs you could go there and try a full menu of bugs as like the marketing push for box rolls come eat bugs um and obviously i went and did it because it's comic-con and everyone you know there's no rules so we did it and it was like not as terrible as you would think it was those grasshoppers it was ant eggs that kind of stuff and uh, it wasn't that bad. So when I saw Aunt, Aunt Salt on the menu at Kava the last couple times we went, and I've had it there more than once, it didn't really bother me. Grasshoppers, I not my favorite thing. Not something I'm totally opposed to, but you know, you only live once. <laughs> I I leave that for Timon and Pumbaa to eat as much as they want. They can have go. all of the. They can have all the bugs at Disney. There you go. I love it. Let's see. What else you got, Kat? Going down my list. Okay. This is another one that's unusual here in America in some cultures, but in some other cultures, it's like very prevalent. Um, Oxtail. Oxtail is pretty popular at some places here in LA. And uh, they serve it at a couple of different places in Orlando at Disney World. And the place that I tried it was at Boma and it was delicious. Just, it's just like beef basically. But you yeah. don't think of that cut as being a cut that people eat on a regular basis. Um, but it was delicious. I personally love many different aspects of African cuisine. And one of them includes using more parts of the yeah. animal, which is great. Um, but the oxtail stew at Boma, not something you can order everywhere every day. But if you go, if you make it to Boma at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, I would say definitely try it because it's delicious. Another item at Animal Kingdom Lodge, but over at G, back over, I'll go back over to GQ again. And um, it's the, they've got a grilled wild boar tenderloin. Yes. Uh, it's one of the appetizers. I haven't tried it, but it sounds quite interesting because it's got creamy pap, tomatoes, herbs, smoked oil, and micro cilantro. 
I've heard wild boar is delicious. Have not tried it. Um, I, I could see myself trying that. I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, Why not? it doesn't seem as weird as some other things. But I'll tell you, if you ever get a chance, because we were talking about markets, you ever want to see, as you were talking about, in the rest of the world, they eat many countries that eat the entire animal. So like you go to a market and there's everything there. Um, And that's true throughout Europe as well. You go to a market and there's like a goat's head in there and stuff like that. That I like to go see. And so like, I just think it's cool to see what other places eat and go to their markets. So that's like a a favorite pastime of mine is going to the local grocery stores as well as the local markets. And like in Barcelona, they have a huge marketplace. Um, It's one of the biggest ones in the world. Uh, It made Travel Leisure's top 20 list of markets across the world. That and the one in um, Budapest. And those are the only two on the list I had been to. Uh, But they're like, Barcelona has the live seafood still. And all kinds that. of things. And it, it's just interesting to see what other people eat that we, we don't. Exactly. Um, Definitely. But the wild boar, I thought that's, that's another thing we don't see on a menu here very often. 100%. 100%. I love it. Um, let's see. What else did I have? Okay. So not venturing away from uh, culturally unusual to just downright strange decisions made in the past. I don't know if you remember this, but it is vividly burned into my mind. At Animal Kingdom, for a short, short while, there were treats inspired by exotic local animal dropping. Do you remember that? Yes. So I, I, I remember it because it was so vividly, like, disturbing. <laughs> and I was like, what? Who thought this was a good idea? So it was it was chocolate treats uh, in, from elephants, giraffes, cotton top tamarinds, and hippos that were inspired by poop. Do you remember when they used to have the petrified, like preserved yeah. poop, and they would have somebody at the beginning of the the, the entrance into the park and asked, would you want to see if you could guess the poop for the animal? And we were there with Jeff Davis from Sorcerer Radio and he got all of them right. And so we, for the longest time, would just call him the poop expert. (laughs) But I don't want my food to resemble Poop or be inspired. No, no. It was like it's like vivid. It was vivid. It was like uh, cotton top tamarind poop was made with peanut butter fudge, sweet rolled oats, and chocolate pretzel pearls. So I just like I have so so many questions. First of all, why? Second of all, why? I just I don't like all those things are delicious, but when you put them under the heading of It's not okay. It's just not okay. It's not okay. I was wondering if they were targeting grade school boys because that's the kind of thing like little boys want to eat like the the uh, gummy worms and dirt, you know, things yeah. like that. Really, little boys are all about. And not saying there aren't little girls out there that are into that either, but overall, it's very much like a boy kind of thing to go, ooh, that sounds good. I want to eat that. It's, you know, 
Let me do it. Like the diarrhea song and stuff, you know? So I'm saying this from, from my experience of working with grade school kids. Uh, I could totally see whoever came up with it probably had like a little boy about the age of eight years old going, Hey, you could do poop food, mom, you know, like, so yeah, that one's definitely weird. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so I have another weird one, which it's weird just because when you look at it, it makes you think of a Petri dish. Yes. And it is that, um, is it Rodian? Is that right? Rodian or Rodian? Yeah. Rodian ration. And they have the, I'm going to mention the alcohol version because that's what we've had. And it was the Tito's homemade vodka. It has, um, Puckers, sour apple, green apple, Sprite, boba balls with like pop rocks. But it comes in what looks like a Petri dish and it's like jello looking. It's jello shots. And it just looks like, it just looks like something growing that you really shouldn't be eating, you know, that like is sitting in a lab somewhere. That's what comes to my mind. So if you go to eat it, you're like, so weird, you know, it's just unusual. Culture, did someone lose this? <laughs> the the non-alcoholic version, the Olga's obsession is exactly, it's basically the same thing, but without vodka. It's yep. a dish of jello. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I like jello. And then they put it in front of you and you're like, do I like jello? I don't. I don't know anymore. See, I don't like jello. So, but not like, it makes me think of being in a hospital. Because every time you're in the hospital, what do they give you for dessert? Jello. It's jello, jello, jello for days. And I just, that's what I think of when I see jello. I did taste it though. Aljon ordered it. He got it. He liked it. I tasted it. I was like, yeah. I love jello. I love jello so much. Um, I'm I'm an 85 year old lady. Like I'm the lady. I'm the girl who goes to the diner and orders like the Jello with the whipped cream on top. That's my jam. I love it. Um, I'll order Jello at Dim Sum. We'll go to Dim Sum and the lady will come around with the cart and I'll want the rainbow Jello. And my friends all laugh at me. So I definitely ordered this. Um, the only problem that I had with it is that I don't like popping boba. I like traditional boba. I love traditional boba. The popping, I don't know what it is about the popping boba, the like shell of it. I don't like it. It's not my favorite. But flavor wise, these things are delicious. Overall, though, I would say you couldn't find a, I've, I've got like two other things that come to my mind there that people would probably put as your average person would put as weird. One of them being the yeah. blue bantha. I mean, it's blue, the blue milk. And to me, I think blue and green milk, just in general, when you think about it, it's just weird because we have, you know, your typical white milk and then you have your chocolate milk and you can get Nestle quick and make yourself a strawberry milk. But outside that, milk is not ever blue or green. So I think yeah, in general, that's a little weird. Um, yeah. I'm not a fan of it because it's not made with cow's milk. No. It's plant-based. And I don't like the texture 
of it. The texture is not what I think of when I think of milk. I agree. I agree. Um, that the blue bantha and then also the blue and green frozen versions. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't, I can't get past the like mouth feel of it. Yeah. It's kind of slimy. It's like like a slimy feel. Yeah. And I drink plant, I I don't drink it, but I like put plant-based milk in my coffee. If I'm going to have wet cereal, I'll use plant-based milk. But for some reason, I just, I can't do it there. I mean, I can get, so I'm always all about the, I'm all about the, just the, regular milk the other thing that always that's weird is the fuzzy tauntaun uh-huh that's the other thing i was thinking yeah, of yeah, with the buzz button uh-huh foam. i like it but it really does feel weird i've had more than one person tell me that they drank this drink for the first time without the warning and they thought they were having an allergic reaction to it which i thought was hilarious personally allergic reactions aren't funny i know but this was hilarious i just it makes your whole face like tingle burn, like tingle yeah it's like szechuan almost yeah and the first thing i thought of when you before you even said it i was gonna say is it makes your mouth feel like you're having an allergic reaction and you yeah. would only know that if you've had something and had an allergic exactly. reaction to it and that's the only reason i know that because that's the start of what happens when i bite into a cherry is that that feeling mm-hmm before I start yeah. getting the, the swelling. But yeah. it's, yeah, you have to kind of be prepared for it. And if somebody doesn't tell you, I could see that really freaking somebody out. Like, what is yeah. going on? Yeah, there's a place in Vegas, not to get off topic, but there's a place in Vegas at the Cosmopolitan where they make a they make a different cocktail with that buzz button in it. Yeah. So you can actually like bite down on the flower, on the bud while you're drinking it instead of it being like in something. So it's a lot stronger. And I had that when I was in a long time ago. I've been to Vegas in a long time because I don't like it. But when I went, we did that. And then we went to do the fuzzy tauntaun and tried it. And I was like, okay, all right. This this is still, it's still weird, but okay, let's do the thing. Yeah. I don't know. I do have to wonder what they use to make it, to get cause your tongue to think that's what's going on. You know, like what causes that weird like, chemical re- reaction? It's, it, I know it's a seed. Like you could order just that thing on Amazon and I'll send it to you. Really? But I don't know. I don't know how, what the chemical or I don't know what the reaction is that makes it do that. I, yeah. Ah, now see, I feel like I need to search that on on Amazon right? now. I'm like, hmm, maybe I need some of that. Look what I do. Try it. <laughs> Play with Attitude some cocktails. Recipe. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my oh God. Anything else you you have on your list? Um, let's see here. Do you remember? I think maybe Bubba tried this. He's not here to confirm. Um, do you remember for the 60th anniversary for Get Your Ears On? I think it was the 60th. No, I don't. But they served a burger that had two mini burgers on top of it that had like Mickey ears. That's weird. Right? It was like a regular size burger and then two sliders to make it look like a Mickey. So it was essentially three hamburgers. I, I just, it was so weird. And I didn't like understood that they were trying to make it look like Mickey. Like I get it. The ears. Great. The whole like idea of it. It was so weird. (laughs) Like who thought that was a good idea? I just was like, what is happening? Don't understand what I'm looking at or why I'm looking at it. 
it was it was just so it was so weird it was so weird and i think it's like like galactic grill or something so like it wasn't even like anywhere where that made it was so weird it was so weird yeah that's i don't know why i don't remember that i feel like i should pull up a picture of it just because like i can only like i i can only imagine. But it seems to me like if you had kids, that'd be a good one to share. You get the big burger and you give them each the little sliders. I guess that's true. <laughs> I share my screen. I think or I you have to share really like burgers to like decide that you should have, you know, a total of three. Three burgers at one time. Oh, oh. Sharing is he sharing it? There you go. Thank okay. you, Aljon. Okay. It's just now, it's now that I see that. Yes, it is ridiculous. That's a lot of burger. <laughs> like, unless you're with two other people or three other people, I feel like the only reason to buy that is to take that picture. <laughs> right? Which I, respect. I respect that. I do things like that all the time. I respect it. But I just, I, it was weird. It falls into category. It was weird. I can think of two other weird things. One is over at Tiffin's Charred Octopus, which oh, unless you are somebody who frequents like a sushi bar that is going to seem weird not to me because i i like i eat sushi i love going to sushi restaurants to me that's just then it's i i don't know i I find seafood things to be less than weird than i think land different land animals sure sure um would you like to hear some our Corey family share time stories right now sure so mom I'm Sicilian. You couldn't tell by my wonderful Sicilian features. Um, And my mother, it's a tradition. Every year at Christmas, we do Feast of the Seven Fishes for Christmas Eve. And one of the seven fishes is almost always octopus. So mom brings octopus home from the grocery store, whole octopus, cleans it, cooks it, makes salad with it, like all in the house. And when my grandfather was still alive, he would like, we have octopus in the basement sink of our house for a week before Christmas. And then the whole house would smell like Jacques Cousteau's watery grave because it stinks. <laughs> it stinks. Okay. It smells awful. Tastes delicious. Smells terrible. So whenever I see charred octopus on a menu, I order it without fail every time. And the one at Tiffin's is really good. It's really good. That is one of the things that's different between the North and the South, because in the South, you don't have many Italians, unlike up in the North. And you have like even up in, you know, whether it be Ohio or Pennsylvania or any of those, not just what people think of like, oh, you're oh, you're you're, you must be from New York or New Jersey because you're Italian. You know, that's what I think so many people think of. but there's a lot of Italian grocery stores and you're right. Yeah. Because that is something that is very typically part of the seven fishes. Definitely. Definitely. And it's definitely not. I would love to try that at some point an Italian Christmas Eve. I think that'd be so much fun. (laughs) Come on. I mean, Michigan's not that far from Nashville. No driving distance. Not that far at all. (laughs) Fine. Um, What's your last that one? And the other one is that when you go into the Japanese pavilion and not at any, it's it's in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, yeah. you go to the back where they have all the different food things. There's a lot of things I think people would find to be weird there just in general because they have a lot of things with green tea. 
which I love, mm-hmm. like green tea Kit Kats, and like I'm a big matcha. I'm a big matcha drinker. I love matcha. Um, so to me, that stuff's not weird. But I think to a lot of other people, that would be weird. Um, but the thing that comes to my mind that most Americans, if you go in there, you just kind of hang back and watch people for a while. You'll notice they always pick up, they have dried fishes, whether it be dried crab, dried shrimp or whatever. They have them in these packages. And a lot of people find that to be very weird. I've never tried it. It just doesn't appeal to me, you know, to eat that. But I love all the others, the little sweet treat stuff that they have because they have unusual flavors that you can't find anywhere else. And I worked in a restaurant to pay my way through school. So in college, I worked with the girl, uh, worked with the guy who his woman he ended up marrying was from Japan. Mm-hmm. And she was here teaching Japanese to American students as her job. And her dad would send massive care packages. And I was one of the few people that she, for some reason, she just really liked me. And so she would give her husband things to take to work to give me. So it was like, unusual flavors of Pocky and stuff like that that you just could never get in the U.S. And they came straight from Japan. And so I kind of fell in love with the interesting candies and stuff that they have there because of her. So that's like my, like if I'm going to eat something, I'm going to try some unique little candy thing that I can't get anywhere else here. So I love it. The things in the Mitsukoshi department store there are so interesting. Yeah. And and the flavors are interesting. The, the, here we think of chips and we think of potato chips. There they think of chips and it's shrimp chips or rice chips or, you know, seaweed chips. And I yeah. think that there's so many varieties. And that's one of like the coolest things about going to Epcot, I think. You're going to have to indoctrinate Bubba into this when he goes oh, with yeah. you guys. If I'm not there. It's trying all like the weird snack things and all the different pavilions. The one thing I'm going to make him try, and it's an unusual flavor here for potato chip. And they always have them in the Germany pavilion and it's paprika chips and they are one of my favorite things to eat when I'm in Germany I always want to pick up at the at the you know the marketplaces the paprika chips because they have such an interesting flavor and they're really good yeah Um, but you don't find that here and I was glad when they started selling them there I was like the first time we saw that they had it, I was like, these chips, we have to get them because you have to try them. They're so good. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. Anything else left on your list? The only thing I have left on my list isn't, maybe it's not weird. Maybe it's just weird to me. But we went to uh, Alfresco Tasting Terrace on Friday when I was at Disney, when I was at Avengers. And someone at the table next to me ordered a drink. And, uh, on the menu, it's called P- uh, Pizza Um Mal Wow. It's a Bloody Mary. Um, it has the flavor of mushrooms and pepperoncini in it, and it comes with a slice of pizza in it. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I don't know how it tastes. I love a Bloody Mary. I, I love Bloody Mary, so... I like to my Bloody Mary. Yeah, right? <laughs> Great. Anything. I don't care. But watching this person get served this Bloody Mary with a slice of pizza in it, first of all, liquid and bread... 
no. And I just watched, I, I was so in like confused and enthralled watching them that they probably thought I was some creep next to them at the table. But I just was like so confused as to why this Bloody Mary had a slice of pizza in it. And I guess it's a reference that I didn't understand because I didn't go to California Adventure until after 2009. So I didn't see it before most of the huge changes. Yeah. I guess it's a reference to something old. If somebody, if you know, if somebody else knows, they'll probably, you know, yell at me via the internet. But I, I, I was so, I was so confused. I was so confused. I have to ask Bubba, because I bet Bubba knows. Bubba probably knows. See, the first time I ever went to Disney California Adventure was on my first trip to Disneyland ever and that was in august beginning it was right before the first d23 of 2009 that was my first trip oh okay yeah so mine was mine was march of 2009 so it was like so we started going yeah 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 (laughs) yeah i went i did spring break my 21st birthday that that, oh nice i didn't know what i don't know what the reference was i just watched them bring this like soggy piece of pizza in a jar of or glass of tomato juice i just did it was weird to me it was weird it was weird i don't think i'd like that that seems like the pizza would be soggy if it was i don't know that's what i thought i like bacon and pepperoncinis olives oh my god but uh, lobster yep uh, any all the other stuff is good great but the idea of pizza with it Hmm. no i couldn't just like I had a lot of questions. I was also very upset at the time. So it might have been <laughs> amplified by how upset I was. But I just, I, it was very strange to me. And I, maybe it tastes really good. Maybe it does. Maybe it's like having a breadstick served with your whatever. But I judge it out. Yeah. Apparently it's a college thing. What? Oh. Yeah. So okay. I, I shared a picture in the screen about it's called a college bloody mare. And so I guess they serve it around campuses because it's like cold pizza and and breakfast in the morning. So it's like a hangover thing. It's a hangover. I went to hard school. Though. I don't know. Yeah. It's called the college days. Bloody Mary. I okay. waited tables when I was in college and I never heard of that ever. So no. okay. Maybe it's a California thing. Maybe it maybe it's a California thing. Midwesters, we ate greasy eggs and toast and cheeseburgers when we were hungover. So Yeah, cold pizza. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think of ramen as like college food, you know, not you know, the stuff that comes in the cup that's like 33 cents yeah. at Walmart. That's yeah. what you like. <laughs> order on 100%. Exactly. 100%. So weird. Oh. Well, I'm curious to what everybody else has as their weird item. So you definitely have to let us know in the comment yes. section of what is the is the weird items to you on the Disney menus. Because there's got to be things we haven't thought of. 100%. Or things that maybe we don't think are all that weird. Definitely. Just based I, I on where we live. live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't think shrimp is weird, but somebody might think shrimp is weird. So. <laughs> some, I know, I know some people that don't eat shrimp. I'm like, okay. I'm missing out. Shrimps are delicious. I like seafood. I, I could live off seafood. So. Thanks. <laughs> oh, while well, I have you as a captive audience, have you ever had the sushi at Kimonos at yes. Swan and Dolphin? Is it uh-huh. good? 
It is good. Yeah. You can see them. Yeah, they make it fresh there. Really? So it's yeah, it's made to order. Um, I my mother was said, said something to me about it. I never even heard of it. I didn't even know it was there. So I think I want to try it. I am not in my window for reservations yet, but I want to. Starting at nine o'clock, they do karaoke. I'm sold. Mother, if you're watching still, get ready. <laughs> yes, because we have gone there quite a few, quite a few times. And I almost always get up and sing something. <laughs> I love karaoke. I haven't gone to karaoke in so long. That makes me want to go even more. <laughs> Yes, they do karaoke night p.m. I believe it's nine p.m. If I remember right, yeah. I'll wait, but it's her sushi's good. It's yeah, okay. and you can see them. Everything's made fresh to order, and I want to try it. I didn't even I didn't know they had a sushi restaurant over there. I thought it was just Shula's. So yeah, have to see. Have to see. I've I have not been disappointed with any of the dining over at Swan and Dolphin. We've always been very happy with what we've had there. I haven't been to Shula's. Al John went with Tony from Disney uh-huh. Parks podcast. And I don't remember. It may have been that I wasn't I wasn't there one of the few times Al John went down without me. But they mm-hmm. went they went to Shula's. And I was like, man, we just we it's one of the few places we just have not made it there there's always something else for like oh this place just opened we need to go try it and it's yeah. good because it is fun and dolphin kind of not as much a priority you know yeah i agree the only time i've ever stayed at swan and dolphin was because um we were at old key west and the roof of our condo started it leaked so water started pouring in and i was like dog, oh, i was like seven or eight and they moved us to the swan and dolphin is like a temporary because they didn't have anywhere else to put us yeah. That's the only thing I can think of when I think of the Swarm Dolphin is that trip. So it doesn't come to my mind often. So when she was talking about kimonos, yeah. I was like, I don't even, this never happens. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a handful of restaurants that are over there. And I think because they aren't Disney owned and operated. Right. They kind of, you they, they don't come to your mind when you're thinking of eating at Disney. Right. Because it also, a lot of times people think of where they can use the Disney dining plan as like Disney restaurants and that kind of thing. So I, th- I think those often get missed. But if you haven't tried it, we're doing it. are curious and you go when they do the food and wine classic, that's definitely a good way to get to try the different restaurants and, and get a feel for what the menus are like at, at that resort. Cool. I think we covered everything at least I, I think, think that we too. can think of. Yeah. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and click the notification bell. Uh, if you're looking to listen to this, you can do that on Anchor or any of your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on Amazon Music and Apple. Uh, on Anchor, you can also support the show for as little as $99 a month or as much as $9.99 a month. Uh, and you too can be mentioned like Lindsay Marie, our top donor, uh, by supporting us that way. Or always like the, the like button. That's a good way to support us. And shopping Amazon and our Disney store links as well. Kat, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you as well as dining at Disney? Yes. 
um, you can find me on Instagram at catastrophe at C-A-T underscore A-S-T-R-O-P-H-E or on my podcast, Eat the Pictures. As far as Dining at Disney, you can check out diningatdisney.com and follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And for all your Disney, Universal, and Cruise travel, you can contact Kristen at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com for your free quote and to book. Make sure that you listen to the Disney list every Sunday live on Facebook, Kristen and Al John. And catch our friends, the WDW Park Hoppers, Park Hopper John and Park Hopper Sid, talk about everything Walt Disney World on their podcast and the Disney Parks podcast with Tony and John talking all things Disney Parks. And we know you guys love Facebook, so be sure to check out the Disney Dorks and the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone. Until next time, I'm Kristen, and with me is Kat Bon Appetit. <laughs> This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings. It is intended for entertainment purposes. Skull Rock Podcast. Talking all things Disney. With your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. Do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years in counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughagram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming up Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossard, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com.